Hi guys, and welcome to the Get Positive Podcast, where we're going to talk about positive psychological methods for handling daily stress and anxiety, as well as ways for improving the quality of life and self-image. Welcome back, listeners. In today's episode, we are talking about the benefits of getting more sunlight into your life. So sun seekers, this one's for you. When it comes to sunlight, there are benefits and drawbacks. In the avenue of positive psychology, we are looking at the benefits to mental, emotional, and physical health with an assumption that people will still take precautions regarding excessive exposure. With that said, let's take a look first at the link between UVB radiation and the body. Historically, there has been proof of that link between sunlight exposure and human health. In Europe, for example, back in the 1600s, people avoided sun exposure and would cover their entire bodies with a goal of maintaining a pasty, pale skin complexion because that was the fashion back then. Crazy, right? This resulted in a direct connection, though, between that time period and an estimated 90% of children who suffered with some level of the illness known as rickets. Rickets is a disease linked with a deficiency in vitamin D that leads to softened and weakened bones in children. For any of our listeners who are not aware, vitamin D is naturally produced by our bodies when we spend time in the sunlight being exposed to UVB radiation from the sun. However, this is the same type that causes sunburns, and so caution does need to be used. Interestingly, it is known that exposure to UVB radiation through glass windows filters and reduces the exposure significantly. But a prolonged exposure to sunlight at a reduced level is better than no exposure at all, which is good news for people who have windows in their offices. Looking at studies in this area, significant research has linked vitamin D deficiency, sometimes as a cause, to many illnesses, including non-melanoma cancers, psoriasis, abnormal cardiac conditions, multiple sclerosis, and hypertension. There are several other health issues linked to reduced sunlight exposure as well, such as decreased levels of melatonin, which is really important in regulating sleep cycles, and so of course it follows sleep deprivation as well. Uh, It's also linked with increased stress and sensations of fear. For women, menstrual cycle changes and impacts to their estrogen levels, as well as an elevated risk of developing breast cancer. Another important talking point about daylight exposure is seasonal affective disorder. This disorder is directly linked with an insufficient level of sunlight exposure, and it's most prevalent in people who reside in areas of the world above the latitude of 30 degrees with the shortest amounts of daylight. People who struggle with seasonal affective disorder will often experience symptoms like gloomy mood, low levels of energy, troubles concentrating and maintaining their focus of attention, withdrawing from social interactions, and again, deprivation of sleep. Exposure to natural daylight can affect our cognitive functioning as well, such as thinking, the reasoning processes of the brain while learning or working. Past studies have shown that there is a link between the regulation of melatonin and serotonin in the brain. These are the mechanisms involved in light therapy and its effects on mood and potentially involved in cognition. To further evaluate this possible link, researchers through the University of Alabama conducted a study on a mixed racial pool of over 16,000 participants beyond the age of 45 to assess if there was a connection between their cognitive function and the amounts of sunlight exposure that they received. In particular, 
They were looking for any evidence if the results were different for varying levels of depression among participants. And what they found was that depressed participants had higher likelihood for impaired cognitive function. And there were a higher number of cognitive impairment data measured during the seasons of winter and spring rather than fall. The data generated in the study showed a conclusively solid link that depressed individuals have higher probabilities for cognitive impairment from limited sun exposure than non-compressed, non-depressed counterparts did. Now, I have mentioned a few times in this episode about the lack of daylight exposure and its link to sleep deprivation, and this is largely because of how sunlight affects our circadian rhythm. Thanks to modern technology, we are often surrounded by artificial light sources. These methods sometimes work towards our benefit, but more often they end up working against us. And the hypothalamus region of our brain is the control center for our body's circadian rhythm. This control center synchronizes our body's internal rhythms by the information about ambient light exposure that it's receiving from the retina of our eyes. An effective light therapy could improve the quality of sleep, a person's mood, and the overall state of well-being. Another thing to understand about circadian rhythms is that the time of day that light exposure happens is very important. Morning exposure to light is meant to speed up our internal clock in order to get our bodies ready for activity. Likewise, the desirable type of evening light exposure is intended to delay and slow down the internal clock to prepare us for sleep. Earlier, we talked about emotional states and how sunlight exposure can impact these, and a big reason why is because of serotonin in the brain. Study data has shown that on bright, sunny days, people have higher levels of serotonin than they do on darker, cloudy days. Serotonin is the chemical in the brain most directly linked to our emotional states and mood. So having higher levels of serotonin in the body has been linked with feelings of being calm and satisfied with having less anxiety and lower reports, reports of depression. And interestingly, these findings were consistent whether the temperature outside was cold or hot. So it was linked to the sunlight exposure and not a general weather condition. But we want to make something clear. By no means do we advocate throwing caution to the wind and soaking up excessive amounts of time in the sunshine without sensible protection. Skin cancer is a very real and deadly illness. No one can deny the research that links excessive UV radiation exposure to incidents of skin cancer types, but it is possible to get healthy sunlight exposure without taking excessive risk. Since the 1930s, the U.S. Public Health Service has been recommending people to avoid sun exposure to the sun during the middle of the day, to wear a hat or other head coverage, and keep sun exposure to small increments of 5 to 10 minutes. So, with all the varying levels of sunscreen on the market and cute fashionable hats, you should be able to find the right combination to protect you while you're outside getting that very important sunlight in small, moderate doses. Anyway, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we look forward to the next time you join us again. Thank you for sharing today's discussion with us. Once again, this was for informational purposes only. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe to our channel and consider sharing feedback in your social media. Be sure to link back to us so we can mention you in our shout-out section of future episodes.